Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you this morning. We're glad that you're here. Um, Jay actually lied to you in his prayer. Uh, Jay, sorry, Jay, I'm going to call you out on that. Jay actually lied to you. Jay talked about how Ron is going to be talking about trust today. Actually, Ron isn't speaking this morning. Um, I'm not speaking this morning either. In fact, we asked, uh, and some of you know this, we talked a little bit about this last week. We asked Josh to come um, this morning. Many of you know Josh Hires. Uh, Josh is our student ministries pastor. And Josh, you can come on up and start getting ready. Um, but Josh is our student ministries pastor. Uh, and many of you know Josh's story. Uh, and I'm not going to, like, try to steal his thunder and tell you his story because he's going to do that this morning, all right? But one of the things that uh, we wanted to let you know about here as part of the church is that many of you know a few months ago, um, whenever uh, we had an, our opening for our student ministries position, um, we believe that Josh was being healed by God from, again, you'll hear about that in his story, um, to the point where he could do something that he was very passionate about, which is ministry. Um, and so we asked Josh and Jeff Alch to step into our student ministry positions, and they've been doing a great job, and, and God has been continuing, continuing to heal Josh um, and putting more passion and more desire in his heart to serve him. And one of those ways is by becoming what the Alliance calls, what our denomination call, calls, a missions candidate. And so um, Josh's intention is in the next two or so years to go to the mission field and to serve as an international worker. And so um, we're really excited about that. We're really excited about uh, our opportunities at church to help nurture him and help him grow and his uh, desire to do that. Uh, but we wanted to kind of give you a heads up that that's what's happening with that role here at our church. And so Josh has actually stepped into the role of student ministry and missions pastor. So he's going to be doing a little bit more with us in terms of missions. Um, we're hoping to be able to lead mission trips and talk a little bit more about missions and have more of an emphasis on that. And Josh is going to be heading that up for us. But um, we're excited about that opportunity. And as part of that, we also wanted to give Josh the opportunity to speak to you because so many of you don't necessarily have the opportunity to hear from Josh like our students do week in and week out. And we thought it would be a great idea just to give him this morning to tell you his story, which is a story that teaches us about trust. It's a story that teaches us what it looks like to trust God no matter what the circumstances. And so um, we've asked Josh if he would come this morning. So, Josh, we're going to hand it over to you. Thanks, Mike. Well, good morning. Um, I'm used to speaking to teenagers for a shorter amount of time. So if we get out of here a little bit early this morning, uh, just send me a thank you note or something. I don't know. Um, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to serve here at Sarasota Alliance and to work with our teenagers along with Jeff. And I'm going to try not to get too emotional here, um, but I'm just very grateful that the Lord has really answered prayer in my life, and you all have been a part of that. And I just want to thank you so much. We have a God who answers prayer, uh, not always in the way that we want him to or think he will, but he answers prayer because he loves us and he cares about us. And I'm thankful that we can be a part of all of this together, uh, my recovery and what's happening in my life right now. Thank you for, uh, for all those who have prayed so faithfully. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart um, for thinking about me and for crying out to the Lord on my behalf. Um, just very grateful for you. I want you to know that. Um, in your bulletin this morning, uh, there's no outline, but on the back there are some verses that I'll be talking about a little bit today. And some of these are, are my favorite verses and have kind of taken on a new light 
uh, as a result of what I've been through in the past nine and a half years or so. Proverbs 16.9 says that we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Uh, I grew up here in the church. Um, pastor Ron is my father. He's been the pastor here. Uh, I think he began one or two years before I was born. So, uh, so I grew up here in Sarasota, um, was raised in this church. Uh, eventually, we moved to a larger building, uh, but still the same church. Um, and I'm thankful uh, for this community and all that it's meant to me. Um, I came to know the Lord at a young age. Uh, because of wonderful parents who knew God. And as I grew up, our church had a lot of great ministries, ministries as we do now for the kids, for the youth. And like my father shared, one of the most significant points in my spiritual journey was going to Lake Swan Camp. And I'm sure a lot of you who are believers out there, you can relate to this. When you go to a Christian camp of some sort, there's something about that kind of experience, even still today, especially with all the technology that's readily available to us, where when you go and get away and are with other believers from other churches, there's something about that kind of environment that just really spurs you on in, in, in your faith and gives you a passion and a desire to, to know Jesus more. And that was the case for me. Um, I really became more serious about my faith uh, when I was a teenager. And I had some friends here in youth group. And I remember we just, we wanted to be so on fire for the Lord. I, I vividly remember an example. I, I remember us trying to share Jesus with some of our friends on the school bus, going to school and on the way home. And sometimes we probably did it a little too forcefully, if I'm honest about it. But we were just so excited about knowing Jesus and that he was the Savior of the world. And so we really wanted to see our friends and our peers at school have that same kind of experience. And we actually were able to pray with some at school to receive the Lord into their lives. So, so that was a very exciting time. Uh, life, uh, which again we're fundraising for right now, was also a very special uh, time for me. And I remember at Life, there were multiple missionaries who uh, spoke. Uh, one of them was a doctor who worked at a hospital in the middle of nowhere in Africa. And another guy had gone to a really remote region where he actually got shot by a bow and arrow in his leg. I mean, I was just hearing all these crazy stories as a young person. And I was wondering why or what prompted these people to be willing to give up a lot of things and go to these places that were extremely difficult and challenging? What was it that prompted them and motivated them to do such a thing? And I think it's really cool as well because some of you are in here who were on the mission field for a long, long time, and I've, I've met a lot of you and talked with you, and um, it's inspirational uh, that, we, that we have people who are willing to do that. And that really struck a chord with me as a young person that, you know, I really want to have that kind of faith and that kind of desire to serve the Lord where if he would call me somewhere that I would go, no matter what uh, the dangers might be or what I would have to sacrifice, I, I, I want to be willing to go. And so as I uh, continued through high school, um, after I graduated, I uh, checked out a couple different Christian schools. And I, in all honesty, I'm someone who's kind of adventurous and a, a little bit of a risk taker, I guess. And so I wanted to go to a school like 
across the country. Like I wanted to go to like California or, or someplace far, far away. <laughs> Just because I like seeing new things, I like meeting new people, I like to travel, all that kind of stuff. And it was interesting because the third school I checked out was actually in Lakeland, Florida, which is an hour and a half away. And uh, the story is, is, is that that was the school that almost immediately uh, after going to like a preview days weekend that they had there at the school, I really felt like the Lord wanted me to go there. And I felt like it was even more confirmed by the fact that it was so close to my house where I was already living. And I felt like that's where God was calling me, even though originally I wanted to go far away. And so I went to Southeastern University in Lakeland. And uh, while I was there, one of the programs they had, which uh, was right up my alley, um, as someone who likes music and uh, worship songs, that type of thing, I tried out for a, uh, a worship ministry team. And I made it my first year, and I was able to travel all four years uh, with this worship team. And they asked me to lead a team eventually. And so I did that as well while I was in college. Um, after uh, I graduated, uh, I worked at the school for two years and basically doing the same thing as I was, where I was traveling and leading worship, but there was also like a bigger mentorship aspect where I was able to mentor young worship leaders who were coming in, freshmen and sophomores, and facilitating which worship bands led worship in chapel each week, um, some different responsibilities like that. Uh, while I was at school, I took multiple missions trips. So that desire for missions really never left my heart since I was really prompted um, in high school in that way. And after working at the school for two years, I really felt like the Lord was kind of leading me on uh, in some kind of different direction. And so I really uh, prayed about what to do along with my family. And it turns out uh, the Alliance had a base in Gabon, Africa. And I was able to raise enough money to go for a year uh, to be a part of this internship program. And what's cool is that it was kind of in the, well, it was in the same country and kind of in the same area as one of the missionaries I heard speak at Life all those years back, uh, who was a doctor at this uh, remote hospital. So that was a really neat experience. Um, so everything up until now in my life was pretty great. I, I, I can say that um, pretty assuredly, that I... All in all, I've lived a very, very blessed life that I'm extremely thankful for. Growing up in a Christian home and being able to be a part of a church family, being able to serve in different ways, life was good and exciting for me. And one of the verses that I held on to during those young years was from Psalm 37.4, which is, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I felt like this verse was, was actually playing out in my life where I loved Jesus and I wanted to know him. And I, I honestly felt like everything was just falling into place in my life. It, it was actually a really great time. And, it was, and really just more proof to me that God's promises are true and real for all of us. So after I went to... Africa, I actually um, I enjoyed my time there. I got to help out with an orphanage, be a part of a local church. They had a mobile medical uh, clinic that they would, they would go into some of the outlying areas around the, the capital city. 
some of the poorer areas and do basic medical care. Uh, some really exciting things. But about a month and a half in, I remember being at the orphanage and holding one of the little girls there. And I felt like I was getting uh, like a cold or a sinus infection or, or, or something like that. You could tell, like, uh, I think I'm, like, fighting off something. And so I actually started taking cold medicine right away, uh, some zinc lozenges, you know, whatever I had with me. And after we were done with our time there, we got back in our van, and I realized that something was different and something was wrong. And it honestly felt like my brain was swelling up. Uh, I didn't know at the, at the time that it was basically inflammation in my brain. Um, I felt very foggy. I couldn't focus. I just didn't feel at all like myself. And shortly after that, a bunch of other really bizarre symptoms followed. Uh, the blood in my arms and legs felt, felt like it was burning, like it was on fire. I actually remember um, experiencing some short-term paralysis where I was, I was laying in bed trying to rest, and I, I felt like I couldn't move for like 10 or 15 seconds or so. Uh, my vision changed. Uh, I was sore all over, sore muscles, extremely fatigued. So it, things kind of became scary pretty quick. And we didn't know if it was something that would eventually go away. And so we waited uh, a month and a half. I had some testing done there in Africa. Uh, we thought it could be something like malaria, um, so I was taking some different things for that. Uh, but after another month and a half of waiting, uh, I, was still, I was still very, very sick. In fact, it had gotten worse. And so we had prayed as a team and decided that the, uh, the best thing for me to do was to come back to the States and have some better testing done. Um, once I got back here, uh, we went to uh, what we hoped and thought were some of the best uh, medical places in the country. Uh, we actually, through kind of a journey, we ended up at Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. And uh, out of all the doctors there, no one could tell me what was wrong with me. And it was becoming extremely frustrating for us after all these doctors we had been to, not only here in Sarasota, but having to travel all the way up there and then them telling us, you know, I looked fine. I, I looked like a fine, young, healthy man like I should. And I knew something was obviously wrong and I was pretty much disabled and, and couldn't do anything. I was too weak to even walk down the street with cr without crashing and having to come back to the house and, and, and just laying down again. And after six and a half years, um, I was finally diagnosed. And we found a doctor in Jacksonville, and uh, her daughter had Lyme disease. And we uh, are so grateful for this doctor and her experience um, and her willingness to treat people like me. Because after six and a half years, uh, my body was basically infested with this stuff. Um, and the reason it went undetected um, is the Lyme bacteria. I don't know if you guys know much about Lyme. I'm sure some of you do, but, but it's still one of those kind of mystery illnesses. Um, Lyme bacteria, they call it a spirochete, and it's almost like a little spiral of a bacteria, and it changed forms. It, it can change into uh, three different forms, um, and it does this to evade antibiotics as well as your immune system, 
And then it also creates what's called a biofilm around the bacteria, which, which again, protects it even further. Um, it's just kind of like a ridiculous thing. Like, the more we learned about it from, uh, from our doctor, it, it was just kind of mind-blowing to us. And it kind of made sense why doctors went so long without being able to diagnose it. And what made my condition even more complicated was the fact that I had two other infections coupled with that. And so they were all kind of working together in my system and trying to survive. So, so six and a half years go by, and my body is basically infested with this stuff. Uh, just a horrible, horrible thing to have to go through and then to realize eventually what had actually been going on. But after I've been on treatment, uh, it's been about two and a half years, coming up on three years, almost three years, um, I'm probably at around 90% health right now. Uh, going from around 15 or 20% to 90%. And, and so you can imagine how grateful I am and how grateful my family is. And some of you probably know this for those of you who maybe are going through a health problem or have a family member who has a health problem. You all suffer together, don't you? That's a very real thing that you go through as, as you suffer together, pray together, support each other. And that's what's so awesome about the family of God. And I feel that in a very real way, probably the most real way I ever have. The fact that I've been through what I've been through and that some of you have prayed so faithfully and consistently and that God has answered in this way is a miracle to me. And, uh, and that's such an encouragement for us as believers. None of us are alone in this room. Whatever you're going through, you have someone, either in your family or here in this church, who you know loves you and is going to pray for you and wonder how you're doing. And, and, and all of us need that. And I'm so thankful we have that in the family of God. So I, uh, I speak to youth, and so a lot of what we do uh, uh, kind of revolves around uh, technology as far as our curriculum and stuff like that. I'm always looking for new videos and uh, different things on social media and all of that. So I wanted to show you a picture this morning. And this is just something I saw floating around. So David in half of the Psalms. Yeah, I'm okay. No, I'm not. Yeah, we get it, David. Uh, so this is how I felt a lot of the time during my illness. As, as a follower of Christ, I know that Jesus loves me and that he cares for me. But in all honesty, I felt horrible. And so I felt like this was essentially my mind, especially on some of the really tough days, was, was like, you know, I know God's going to take care of me. Uh, you know, I, I feel really, really bad. And I want you to know that I think it's okay that we're completely honest with God about our feelings in that way. And when you read through a lot of the Psalms that Dave wrote, um, it's not all like warm and fuzzy, okay? Some of it is, but a lot of his Psalms he really just pours out his heart to God. And he had a really rough time with certain things. And he, he would just tell God. He would just say it. It almost kind of be like if we sang a worship song up here. And the last line was like, I'm lonely in the desert. And then it just ended, like, like right after that, you know. Like, like something like, like, that's how some of the psalms end. Uh, and, and so the, the fact that David was, was really like that, that he was honest and just poured out his heart to God was so encouraging to me as someone who was suffering and going through all this stuff. 
that, that it was like, you know, I can really be honest with God about how I feel, and it, like, I feel confused, and I, I don't know what's going on, and I could tell him these things and receive his, his peace and his wisdom and, and his strength and, and allow him to do that. And the issue a lot of times for us is that when we think we're strong and capable on our own, we don't even reach out to God for, for those kind of things. But the fact is that we need them. And so sometimes in our suffering and in our, in our difficulty, we learn things that we would not have learned otherwise, don't we? About God's peace and his faithfulness to us. Uh, another psalm, uh, another verse I want to read this morning is Psalm 34, 18. And this became very important to me. Uh, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Uh, the last two verses I shared, David wrote both of those. Those are both from psalms that David wrote. And there's such a contrast between delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Life's going great. Your eyes are on God. Everything's falling into place. And David also writes, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And it's almost like David understood, you know, both these realities that we all face in our lives. Uh, there's a point I want to make this morning, and it's something that I feel like the Lord gave me during uh, my darkest time of, of my illness. And it's this. The more we suffer the more God's promises become real to us. The more we suffer, the more God's promises become real to us. If you are someone who's read through the Word of God or uh, just, you know, knows, you know, you have, you have like some favorite verses, you know that God's Word has some amazing promises for us. The best being the promise of eternal life. If, if our faith is in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord, we're going to spend forever with him in his heaven, in that place he's preparing for us. That's the best promise of all. And along with that, there are so many other promises that he'll give us wisdom, peace, strength, courage, discernment, whatever you need, he provides it for us. I feel like there, as I mentioned before, are certain things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Um, if I hadn't gone through this kind of experience. And it's interesting because in hindsight now, now that I've been through all this, you know, with it being a 10-year process, it's almost like I had another life before everything came crashing down. And now that I'm better, it's like getting a new start. That's kind of what it feels like to me. But looking back now in hindsight, you know, I can see that young Josh, and I, I see some qualities in him that I'm actually not that crazy about when I look back. I think there was probably some pride there and some self-dependency, and maybe too much reliance on, on the gifts God had given me rather than God himself, certain things like that. And I'm so thankful that God carried me through this whole thing and taught me certain things that I needed to know that would now help me in the place I'm in, serving with the youth, and Lord willing, in the future, in another country, that he would use this experience to teach me and prepare me for whatever he has for me now so that people can be encouraged in their faith and, and impacted in certain ways. And in all honesty, I feel like any one of us probably in this room could come up here and share 
a story about something that you've gone through and how you felt like the Lord taught you some significant things during that process. And it would be an encouragement to us all. And so I bring that up because I know that a lot of you have opportunities in your workplace and even in your family where you have a story to tell and you can use it for God's glory, something that he brought you through and some things you learned from that. Uh, The last verse I have today is probably one that is familiar with most, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Uh, This was probably one of the first verses I memorized as, as a young kid, but man, it really took on a whole new light for me. Um, after I began to reflect on my life after all of this and realized that a big portion of my life has been spent suffering and knowing that God not only takes the good things in our lives, but also the bad things as well, all the dirt that we experience, and he has the ability to take it all and use it for our good and our growth somehow and also use it for his glory That's a promise that only God can make and that only God can fulfill. And it's something that I feel like we can all relate to on some level because all of us go through stuff. So I just want to encourage you as much as possible this morning that God can take everything you've been through. And if you look to him and ask him to do it, he'll take it all and he'll he'll use it to grow you closer to himself And he'll use you in significant ways to affect those around you for his glory and his kingdom and his purposes. That's such an unbelievable promise to me and to us. If you're someone who's suffering right now uh, with something, maybe an illness or maybe a financial situation, a family situation, I want you to know that the Lord loves you and cares for you. Jesus is the one who suffered the most so that our sins can be forgiven and so that we can have a new life with him. At different points when I was tired of being sick and just felt like giving up, I, I remembered the pain and suffering that Jesus went through on the cross for my sins so that one day I could be with him and have a new body, one that doesn't break down or get sick or fail me. And that's God's promise to all of us who believe. One day we'll be with him forever in a place with no sorrow, no pain, no suffering. And and really that's the best promise of all. And it's for all of us. Let's bow our heads in prayer this morning. Lord, we thank you for being a God of awesome promises, for loving us and and caring for us in so many different ways, some ways which we probably don't even know about, where you've spared our lives or done something uh, that was incredible, and and we just want to thank you, Lord, for all you do for us. I pray, Lord God, that if there's anyone here who's suffering today, who's having a really difficult time, going through a really difficult experience, I pray, Lord, that you will meet them right where they're at right now. 
that they will sense and know your peace in such a significant way, knowing that you love them and care for them like no one else does and like no one else can. And with our heads still bowed, if there's anyone here who wants to receive Jesus as their Savior, knowing that he suffered a brutal death on the cross and then rose again so that our sins could be forgiven, I'll just pray this prayer in your heart with me today. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've messed up in my life. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being my Savior. Thank you that one day I'll be with you in your heaven, in your kingdom that you're preparing for us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen.